0: Welcome back to Don't Call It a Book Club. My name is Luke. The name's Dan.
1: We are sticking with Sufficiently Advanced Magic today. Up to, did we read up to chapter 16? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Up to chapter 16 is where we have stopped. Let's first say, uh, give give a couple shout outs. Thanks to a few people that commented on our Reddit post um got a few good comments there from i dang it i should have looked at this name first. i'm gonna say lobster
0: lick i i think that's lobster. how you pronounce lobster lick lobster lick mentioned the survival rate in valia is 80 percent. dude 80 percent chance that i don't die and get magic powers that change my life forever yeah i'm doing that for sure every time i'm taking those odds yeah it sounds like there might be yeah. other, other barriers to going in the tower, but if the only barrier to me was there's a 20% chance that you die a terrible, horrible death, or even that you just like don't come out, right? Because I assume they, they count everybody that doesn't come out as dead.
1: Yeah, I would assume
0: so. So that means there's a portion of them that aren't, that are just hanging, that are just, they found the chillest hang in the tower, and they're like, I'm not going to leave.
1: That's true. Do you think that there's, do you think that you can get life insurance if you're thinking about going into the tower? Oh. Because like, if I'm a parent, this is going to be dark. If I'm a parent and I know that I'm going to have some kids going into this tower, mm-hmm. I'm going to get a life insurance policy because like when, when, <laughs> if, int- the, if, int- the, if all goes well, your kid has a great chance of success in future life. If it doesn't, well, I
0: mean. (laughs) $10 million. That more than makes (laughs) up for the stupid kid, right? Easily. I mean, they were too stupid to Um, make it out of the tower anyway. So worth it, I'd say. I I think this definitely exists because of the importance of like the nobility and the family line and nobility, right? This whole time, Corrin is trying to get you know his brother back and he thinks his family split up because his brother left which uh, sounds like your family had some other issues buddy maybe we're (laughs) maybe we're not really looking too deeply at the situation here but fine the nobles have got to have some kind of life insurance policy for their if they're sending their firstborn kid into the into the tower and Mm -hmm. maybe that life insurance policy is like "Eh, i've got another kid but uh but yeah there's probably some kind of financial system around this i've got to think so
1: okay um a couple other comments uh one from torn and eq and one from two chaos uh i liked the i like the comment about corin being a batman like kind of a uh, based on his enchanting ability i'm that's generous but but we'll we'll give it to him maybe someday um, he'll be a batman someday yeah okay Uh, thanks everyone for comments on the subreddit Um, reminder that we'll be probably doing that again so give us your thoughts what you want us to talk about next that kind of thing Um, okay let's get into this section of the book
0: okay I I love how in this section of the book people are finally kind of showing up for enchanters in a big way the, the first example I have of this is Professor Conway is going through the different types of attunements you can get. And he's like, there's the Shaper and the Summoner, and the he's going through all of them. And he's like, Velia is known for the Mender. And I was like, okay, he's saving the best for last, right? And he gets to Enchanter, and he's like, this is by far the coolest one. Like, I love Enchanters, they're so dope. Uh, they could do a lot of cool stuff, they're very versatile. And I was like, Conway? thank you because everybody's been hating on Corin about being an enchanter. Yeah, th- this is the part that I don't get.
1: Because I think I think it's in this scene where the professor is like, yeah, enchanters are basically the reason that our country is able to like hold its own. And then and then, when you think about how much things cost if you're an enchanter, like wh- <laughs> why are we giving shit to enchanters <laughs> if they're like basically the most important part, and like you can also be super rich like this should be the one that everyone wants. I know in my opinion, like who wants to be a little shaper guy if you can like? Yeah, I can go fight some people pretty well, but like if you're an enchanter, you're going to be a millionaire
0: that is like really important to your society. I don't right. I don't get it. Like the economy, enchanters are the backbone of this economy. Okay? They're like the small businesses of this economy. Okay? You can't do it without the enchanters. Cause otherwise you're just you you're just smacking rocks together and making sparks come out. Meanwhile, meanwhile, another country made a car. Uh, <laughs> hold up, they've got a car and we're riding horses around because we think enchanters are stupid. Yeah, they're gonna win. They've got a tank. Okay, give give your enchanters a little bit. Like let's recruit
1: for enchanters, because like you're <laughs> you're gonna get some bang out of your some more bang out of your buck if you like encourage enchanting right like, there's got to be so many enchanters that are just like bullied out of school there's a ton of revenue and taxes you're lost there from this potential billionaire <laughs> maybe, Ridiculous.
0: maybe give their dorms like a little kombucha bar or uh you know just little perks put a pool table in there it's nice yeah maybe give them unlimited time off who unlimited that's
1: that's a lot i uh I've got I've got a little bit of a theory on this kind of thing,
0: but I'm going to save it for a little bit later. Okay, okay. My other thing with enchanters, though, which you mentioned a little bit before, if I'm a shaper, I can fight really good, right? And if mm-hmm. if I'm an enchanter, I can make a lot of money and I, like, build a lot of cool stuff. If I'm a good enchanter, it sounds like I can do almost all of the other things, too. Because... Corrin is building a set of devices for Jin to fake other attunements. So if I'm a dope enchanter, yeah, I can do all that other stuff too. I just have a special, I just have a special headband. I just have a a special headband when I push this button of it. Not even that, excuse me. When I think I'd like to be a shaper today, then it just gives me all the shaper powers. Yeah, yeah. It was expensive, but like my name is Jeff Bezos in this world and I <laughs> run everything.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I'm 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 choosing enchanter for sure if I can. Um I will say I think there's mention of that there's like huge enchanting factories that have a ton of patents, mm-hmm. which is like super annoying. And probably changes a lot of what we're talking about, but I'm just I I'm gonna pretend that that's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, we we said something last episode. We were we were talking about Jin and Corin's relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a little something there. Ooh. Yeah. I just I think that uh I don't know the way, the way that, uh, that Corrin talks about Jin. there's a, there's a line from Corrin where he's like, Jen being the creepy and amazing guy he is. And then something, something else,
0: which like, isn't that big of a deal. <sighs> I might cut this. Action. No, when you say that, like, I gotta get it. Actually. It's like, I think there's a, there's a
1: few little subtle ways that they talk to each other. It's an, it's an interesting kind of flattery, different. right? Yeah, yeah, and I think it's different than the way Corin talks about um, his other friends. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. I'm interested to see if there's there's a little there's a little something there.
0: Um, I think so okay. too. But my my only concern with that is is it weird how much Corin wants to find out whether or not he and Sarah are related. There's a section, there's a, a little bit in this section where Corin's like, I wonder if there's an enchantment to figure out if she's actually my half-sister. Or maybe she's not even related to me. I should probably look into that. And it's like, Corin, does that even matter? For anything aside from the fact that, like, then maybe you could date her in the future. Yeah. Like, your dad already said she's gonna be a member of my family. Which... All right, on its own, might, uh, might quickly negate any possibility of them dating in the future because, like, it, uh, that's probably a no-go for everybody. Probably. If they have the same last name. But he just seems so interested in, like, I got to find out genetically how we're related.
1: Yeah, I, ca- I can't tell how much of that is just, like, curiosity. That's Because that's kind of how I read it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because you're
1: right, it doesn't matter whatsoever
0: right right and like it definitely seems like there's an interesting relationship with corin and sarah i don't think i would put it on the level of like romantic like i think i feel much better about corin and Jin being romantic than corin and sarah being romantic but just like the fact that he's curious about how genetically they're related is like "Eh, why does that even matter bud hold on (laughs) What's uh? Yeah. What's the plan here? Yeah, that's that's very valid.
1: Um. <laughs> okay, there are there are a few moments in here that make me question a little bit if the like elements in this universe work similarly to the elements in our universe. And by elements, I mean like earth, wind.
0: Oh, you mean the, the true elements, not like carbon and hydrogen, and all that BS right, that scientists are, made up. Those are not real. Um,
1: and there's a there's several times where the relationship between water and fire is a little bit stranger than I – it's like a little bit different than I feel. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know if you've caught on to this. What, give me an there's example. there's like one time there's, – there's one time where Corin. I forget the exact context, but he's like, oh, okay, no, I got it. He's learning that opposites negate each other, right? And he starts thinking about fire and water. And he's like, I mean, I've always known that fire would evaporate water, but I guess if I thought really hard of it, it it makes kind of sense that water would douse fire. And it's like, yeah,
0: (laughs) like, (laughs) <laughs> That's the likelier one. <laughs> That's the one everybody knows, I think.
1: <laughs> and then Professor Meltlake lit a whole lake on fire. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't really know what that means still. Um, there's a... Uh, they're like ch- talking about... gin later, when they're when they're going through this little test, is like, that one's fire, and we have... You've got like an ice sword. That means like we've got a pretty good defense against fire. That's not how I would have interpreted it. Like I would have been like, oh, you have an ice sword. That's like way weaker against fire.
0: <laughs> that thing's gonna melt, dude.
1: <laughs> like, I I don't know. This was this is harkening back to my Pokemon days, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where there were opposites, but one of them always like crushed the other one, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like water. I feel like always crushed fire. Mm-hmm. This
0: is, I'm, getting too, I'm getting too deep into this. Here's, I realize that. Here's what I think it might be. In our reality, we have an understanding about water dousing fire because that's a common experience, right? It's a common thing. Most people, that's what they think of. They don't think of fire evaporating water as often as they think of water dousing fire. I think they don't have firefighters in this world because that's like the go-to of like, okay, that's their job is to use water to, to douse fire. And so I think they they just have been relying too much on magic. And they haven't really thought about the actual, like, elements and what their purpose is. Like, the people who are here at this school think more about the magical elements than, like, just a freaking stream dousing a campfire or something like that they're like "Ooh, if i conjure a stream out of air then it it will balance out the fire mana in this campfire that i made and that will do it it's like yeah but it's just water guys (laughs) yeah i yeah it does seem weird about yeah it seems a little odd you're right you're right but it sounds like there's a bit of a nuance to it that we haven't heard yet because professor vellum is like oh you listen to that stuff that's eh, not quite right <laughs> so maybe maybe fire burn water hmm? yeah. could be could be we'll see
1: <laughs> okay really small really small note um this little like game of dodgeball that they play mm-hmm. dodgeball com- slash paintball um The one funny note that I have about this is just, like, they did a melee attack here.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like This is the meme that you always, like, see, (laughs) where it's, like, someone using a melee attack in a paintball game, and it's, like, a psycho move.
0: (laughs) Somebody pulls out, like, a paint roller in the middle of the match and just runs around slapping people with it. Yeah, that is what they did. That is what they did. Um, seems like they should have mentioned, mentioned that at the beginning, whether or not that was okay. Because it's pretty, if it's not okay, there's like zero chill, right? Yeah. I mean, it's either like, it's either fine or like really bad, probably. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And I can't remember if this was one of the things where the professor was like, ah, I should have mentioned that you can't do that. But, you know, since you didn't ask, all right. i don't think anyone says anything about it i don't i think it might be the like when corin powers up the buddy's move is the one he's like ah you probably shouldn't have done that yeah Uh, but the yeah the melee attack i imagine there were some words after the game that was like hey i know we were all trying to win but that was kind of implied right that nobody would do that (laughs) you weren't clever for thinking of it i just like didn't want to hit you with a bat because it seems rude
1: it does it does seem rude
0: yeah but we did love it (laughs) sounds like it would have been great to watch great tv Uh were you surprised when corin actually bought the anti-curse trinket yeah dude like come on corin corin are you kidding me (laughs) What? What? This guy gives you a story about a sword that has like terrible consequences for whoever wields it. And apparently it's happened enough times that it has this reputation. And nobody ever until now has been like, "Ah, maybe I should put a feather on the end cuz that'll <laughs> that'll keep it from doing this terrible thing that's going to happen if I don't buy a feather." Well, Corin it's
1: so, it's so dumb. Uh, the other thing with this is that the curse is that you'll be fine up until like you're very close to achieving your goal. And it's like, Corn, you are so far away from this curse affecting you <laughs> that you could just buy, buy if, if this thing works, just buy a curse breaker like when you're about to find Tristan. You're, uh, it's crazy to me. <laughs>
0: This is a great point. Alternatively, which is what I was thinking the whole time, is like, just sell it when you're almost ready. Oh, hey, I'm about to go into the tower to find Tristan, and I think he's going to be in there, or there's a chance he could be in there. I'm going to just sell the sword now, just yeah, to just be safe. Use,
1: use the sword until you're like good enough to make a better one.
0: Or, Or maybe just loan it to somebody. You know, hey, I'm going to go in the tower. Can you watch after my sword for me while I'm in there? I'll be back in like, I don't know, a week. You can have fun, go nuts. Just don't accomplish any major goals. That is a big no no with this sword.
1: <laughs> you just take a week off. The sword is for side quests, is what it is.
0: The sword you is don't use exactly the sword for, for the main storyline. It's kind of overpowered for the main quest. So. Side quests, not that important for the overall story. Sure, go nuts. But like, keep that away from the main quest. For sure.
1: I think there's a couple instances that I think show some bad judgment on Corrin's part with enchanted items. Um, one of which is is one of the items that he makes for Jin, And a few of them are very useful. Like he's got... Uh, He's got one that can turn you invisible for a little while. Um, And it works really well with this other one that's not so great. This other invention that Corrin did makes a duplicate of you, like an illusion duplicate of you, (laughs) 10 feet to the right and just like mirrors you. Just think about using this for Uh, a
0: second. Time to get... (laughs) It's absolutely useless. Time to get to class. Better walk through the door that's probably no more than four <laughs> feet wide. <laughs> but, but like, if you're even
1: just using it for something like to trick somebody, think about how hard that is to line it up. It's 10 feet precisely. It's not, it's not a bit over to your right in such a way that works out. It's 10 feet. And it's also like at the angle that you're at, like, you could not use this.
0: Can you imagine trying to fake having a conversation with somebody while walking with this thing on? You're like, ooh, am I looking at their eyes right now? I can't quite tell. And I hope I don't run into anybody going the opposite direction.
1: Yeah, it's I just I don't I don't know if this was a good one. Um, I mean, maybe a good, uh, a good accomplishment to do something like this, good little practice move, Mm -hmm. but just I, in the applicability of it is pretty minimal.
0: I feel like, yeah, I feel like if it was 10 feet in front or behind, you'd have a pretty good situation. Right. And, and I imagine part of the rationale for why that wouldn't be the move is because if somebody like shoots a gun at you it would still hit you if it was in front or behind you. But that is assuming that they're shooting you from the front. So, I mean, there's a whole other... What if somebody tries to hit you from the side? No way you're seeing that coming.
1: And I'm anticipating it being more of a, like, spying subterfuge thing, not like a combat thing. Mm-hmm. But it
0: it's useless for that. You can't use it. I'm sorry. Well... Because he, he already has one that makes him invisible, right? hmm So, like, if I'm spying and I turn invisible, why do I want a copy of me 10 feet away?
1: I guess it's just, like, I... D- it's, like, there's uh, probably some very There's probably some very niche uses of this, but even then, because of the, like, difficulty in lining yourself up correctly and, like, facing your... getting the angle right, it's just...
0: It's tough. It is very tough. Uh, I do imagine it would help him look like a shaper because that's kind of what he tries to do or he's trying to do is mimic having another attunement. So based on what we know about shapers, they can kind of like recreate their own body somewhere else, which that would probably help him fake that attunement. But also I think that's a pretty high level shaper thing. To be able to recreate your body somewhere else. So yeah, it just it just feels like it's not quite right. It's not quite right. Maybe we're missing something and we'll we'll get it later. Or maybe it just never shows up. And Jin kind of leaves it in a little box in his desk, like, hey, good tricorn. And uh <laughs> and that's it. So Corrin thinks that, like, everybody's out to get him, right? The, my main example for this, Corrin goes to Professor Vellum and says, Hey, I'd love for you to help me with enchanting stuff. Um, I don't have any money, so it's hard for me to buy stuff. And I'd really love for you to mentor me. I think that's a thing that happens. And... Professor Vellum's like, mm, I'm not going to do that. But what I will do is sell stuff that you make for a commission and you're going to come to my office every Wednesday, which is like their weekend. And I'm going to talk to you about about enchanting. And Corin's like, man, only the greatest duelists can cut you without you even realizing it. Uh, what a what a hard bargain. And I was just like, Dude, she gave you, like, exactly what you wanted. I, I, I don't get... what She didn't beat you, Corin. She, like, <laughs> gave you what you asked for. Like, exactly what you asked for. There's... Yeah, okay.
1: I, I thought of this, too, because there's just... There's no way that this is a, like, profitable use of her time. <laughs> right? She's a very high-level enchanter. If she wanted to make money selling things... She would make so much money. She's here like teaching you a bunch of stuff, selling your things for like 30 bucks.
0: The only the only way I can get around this is if she's using him to get around the patent laws. Like maybe she can't sell a bunch of stuff because it's just all been patented already. But she's like, this kid doesn't know anything about patent law. So I'll get him to make it and then just like sell it on Kamish. And I'll, he can take all the blame for making this stuff.
1: When the, when the feds come in, yeah. they're going to go after him.
0: Exactly. Yeah. He's the one who's making these counterfeit knockoff iPhones that I'm selling. Uh, that's the only possible explanation other than she's just helping him out. Because he asked her to, and she thinks he's cool, like Corin, you won Freak, take the take the win on this one, my guy yeah, and yeah
1: i i i kind of I kind of noted this as well it was it was a little bit absurd i let me okay, let me get back to the kind of theory that I alluded to earlier, yeah, because I have a lot of notes in this category, and the the gist of it boils down to even though the field of enchanting is very good for some reason the vast majority of enchanters are just really dumb this is my this is this is the gist of my theory because <laughs> there, like corin is coming up with things and like getting these breaks and seeming really impressive for things that shouldn't be like he makes some gauntlet that like blow like, I don't know. is like a force gauntlet. He like, doesn't make it super well. And professor Vellum is like, you are the greatest student enchanter I've ever seen. Everyone else are idiots. You're experimenting. Get in here i'll i'll mentor you
0: there are thousands of students this is an outstanding point luke because let's say i'm an enchanter who's not corin what am i doing all day (laughs) i know what like do like what do you think they're enchanting like, hey, I made my pen light up when I write the word fart. Ha ha, ha. It's like, no. What else are they doing? They've got to be coming up with enchantments too, right? Yeah. Are they all just really bad? They've got to be just really bad. Yeah, that's, okay, that's, <laughs> that's what it is. Because,
1: like, Corin talks so little about going to class and homework and that kind of thing. All of the things that he talks about are like extracurricular research or, or whatever, which, which leads me to think that like the schooling part isn't that tough. Right. Mm. And the, what you, what you need to be doing is like experimenting on your own. But like, it seems like Corn's the only one doing this, which is crazy to me. If I, if you came up to me and were like, Hey, uh, I'm going to give you this magical power that lets you enchant things. Um, And you're going to go to the school to learn about it. The school's like
0: fine. Um, It's like a community college. It's not the top tier in the state, but like you'll get a good education and be able to use your skills later on.
1: I'm going to go to this school and like do so much stuff here. I'm not going to go play FIFA in my dorm room between classes.
0: (laughs) You don't think they're playing super Smash ball? Where they there are all, all the enchanters are getting together and they're like, Corin, you wanna come? We we bought a bunch of tequila and he's like, mm, gotta enchant stuff. I've got shitty gauntlets to make.
1: <laughs> it's not am
0: I, am I the only like this is not a this gauntlet is not that great. The gauntlet okay. My issue with it is not that it's not great, like it sounds like it's pretty effective, but it also sounds like it wasn't that hard to think of. Like, uh, it. I don't know. Like, if I had enough time on my hands and was just coming up with cool stuff, this would be on the list, I think. <laughs> right. And, like, okay, I know what runes are. I know how to put runes together. And, sure, maybe the first one does badly, like Corrin's first one does. But then you make it better. Corrin didn't do it right the first time either. So, like... <laughs> Maybe maybe the only issue is nobody else is brave enough to ask about it. So literally every other enchanter has got just a broken shitty gauntlet in their room that blew off one of their fingers and they're like, "I'm going to just play FIFA tonight." <laughs> that that could be it. I've got I've got
1: another couple things that that lead me to to believe this theory. Um one of them is that It's kind of frustrating to me that Corin is able to like do this research, like all of the, he's reading all these like journals, getting all this information just off like cursory searches and like little side things. Like how, how accessible is the writing and like everything for these people's research projects? for corin to sit here and like pull out a little article and spend like a couple minutes like critiquing it as a like high school junior or high school freshman
0: (laughs) as a high school freshman who doesn't know the equivalent of like linear algebra right because he shows it to professor vellum and she's like dude you didn't put the circles around any of this stuff it's gonna blow up and he's like oh yeah that wasn't in any of the papers that i read Hmm, i must be reading at too high of a level how do you understand these things? <laughs> I, it's,
1: it's crazy to me. Uh, and, then, and then the last thing that I have is we talked about the patents where like a lot of the factories and stuff have just just churning these guys out. And then Corin comes along and invents this thing to check your mana levels. And it's like, yeah, we've never seen anything like this before. What?
0: Well, yeah, you could just get a diviner to do it. That.
1: <laughs> that's which is that's so in, that's insane logic, insanity. A diviner
0: would do it for free, Luke.
1: You just have to like walk over to the shop, ask the diviner what your current level is. It's just like a I don't know fifteen minute walk. They do it for free for some reason. Go ahead, go walk over there, figure it out, walk back, and continue continue your thing like i people here are buying like back scratchers that can reach a little bit farther down i
0: Yeah, i (laughs) i also don't buy the explanation vellum's explanation is like yeah it's it's a source of pride among people that they know what their mana level is okay i could see that there's not like I don't know, a hospital anywhere where they just need the number. Maybe somebody's unconscious and they're like, oh, we need to we need to check if this is a safe treatment for his mana level. Let's throw one of these little necklaces on him. You know, we can get a little readout, like a blood pressure stat of what his mana level is. Because right. the I, diviner's I, I mean, I, downstairs, I don't know, doing something, <laughs> something else. Isn't that the point right. of coming up with machines, is to replace the jobs of people? <laughs>
1: it's like we could hire hire uh some diviners you know not super well paying i don't know 20 bucks an hour or we could buy this freaking enchanted watch for like 30 bucks do the same thing the enchanters are idiots is <laughs> is what we're learning okay
0: you guys are freaking stupid they are dumb is i don't i also don't remember did they say When Corrin's talking to Professor Vellum, did it sound like nobody had invented a calculator yet? Or did it sound like they had and Corrin had just like rethought of that, that job?
1: I think that the calculators she said were very complicated because like Corrin's thing is one specific equation. Right. And I think he asked about it and Vellum was like, and we've thought about those, but they're like crazy complicated
0: okay okay fair enough but also like i feel like a calculator there is math in this universe which we've already seen i feel like a calculator would be incredibly helpful for a lot of stuff so maybe you have one for the school seems like a good use of school resources
1: <laughs> one school calculator <laughs> worth it um okay let's I'll, I'll leave that there i think that enchanters are dumb Um, The field of enchanting is great. Yeah, way
0: underutilized. Super underutilized. Um, But yeah, we should should move on, I think. Something that I don't really approve of, let's say, are Professor Vellum's tactics to get Corrin to kind of advance on his own and try stuff. In particular... Corrin comes to her and says, hey, I need some initial funds to buy the materials to make the first items. And then after that, I'll, you know, I'll be up and running. And she's like, figure it out. He's like, "Okay, got to figure this one out. The solution he comes to, I think, is the right one where he's like, I've got to make my own mana crystals. An equally likely solution. And the one I thought she was telling him to do was, "Okay, I got to steal some mana crystals. Like, he could have totally just walked into one of those stores with his invisibility bracer on, swiped a bunch of mana crystals and gone back to her and been like, hey, I got those crystals you were talking about earlier. (laughs) And gives her a wink like, I know what you meant when you said that. Don't worry, I figured it out. Yeah. Like, Vellum, you be uh, give a little bit more guidance please like don't just say figure it out be like maybe there's a book that can help you with that oh in a book Hmm, interesting interesting not like hey maybe go shoplift for that <laughs> yeah i agree it was a little open-ended
1: and it's like what are you why do? You, are you just trying to test him to figure out if he's like a good enough student because i don't think that that's a good test. He didn't know to put the circles around the runes, like he doesn't know certain things. Also like by your own admission, this is not useful later on. So like just tell just tell him.
0: Or or here's what you do. You recognize it's not useful later on. So it's like, yeah, you shouldn't waste your time doing this. Just the fact that you thought of it, gold star. Now here's the crystals. I made you a bunch. Go nuts. And then you don't have to spend weeks figuring out how to do this pointless exercise that nobody uses just to start creating objects because you're never going to use it again after you start making stuff. I mean, we're assuming that based on what she said about how it's not useful. I'm sure it's going to be useful later on because of course it has to be if he's spending all this time learning how to do it. He's not going to like spend weeks and weeks learning how to make a cool crystal and then and I never used it again. There's no way. Come on. Can't expect me to believe that.
1: Dan's not buying it. None of us are.
0: Uh, yeah, I just. Mm.
1: Are you? Are you kind of sick of corn? <laughs> are we already sick of corn, Luke? This okay. This might be a hot take. I'm sorry, because uh, I know I know we probably have some listeners that are that are big fans of the of the, the okay this, I'm not this is not a critique of the of the book this is like Corin is like really cocky in kind of a way that's bothering me a little bit and it it comes out in a couple of things that he says uh-huh i've got i've got two examples one is when they're taking their little test and i think it's right when Patrick like dies, mm-hmm. quote unquote dies, and Corin gets up and like marches back in, and the older student that's supervising them is like, "What are you doing?" And Corin goes to finish this. <laughs> <laughs> that's so freaking lame, Corin. I hate you. Uh, the next one is when they're at when him and Sarah are in this like arena thing, right? And it's looking a little bit more dangerous than we thought. And Corin's inner monologue at some point says, I wouldn't hesitate to intervene if it looked like she was in serious danger. Are you out of your freaking mind,
0: (laughs) you little nerd? This is the best (laughs) point of all time. Yeah, this is like... Corn is like the fantasy of every nerd with a sword in high school who's like, "I could defend people with with this if I needed to. Like I've only used 10 percent of my power, and it like says all this badass stuff. but like, Corin, you're in a room with like a stadium with a bunch of other people that are way more powerful than you, and it's protected by like a super powerful barrier that you yourself have identified. What are you going to do? <laughs> Kurin is literally, if not the
1: weakest person here, one of the weakest people here.
0: He's a first-year student enchanter. (laughs) Who, Who, we should say, to not contradict our earlier point, hasn't made any super cool thing yet to give him a bunch of cool abilities. Like, he recognizes himself when... The guy's trying to figure out who's gonna fight with him as his partner. He's like, Yeah, you really shouldn't take me because I can't do much. Yeah. You're right, Corin. You can't do much. But you're willing to have an inner monologue where you're saving the freaking day. It's a it's
1: a little bit it's a little bit much for me, especially when he's like trying to save Sarah, mm-hmm. who yeah. in this scene binds like three incredible, like Monsters, and beats a wyvern. That's not. She's a little bit above you, Corin.
0: Yeah, Corin, are you a little, a little jealous? Maybe. Sounds like he might be a little jealous. Like eh, I could save her if I wanted to, but.
1: Uh... Yeah. So okay, okay. So I think that we like Corin, but uh, I'd like him to tone it down a little bit. Put it down a little bit on the, uh, like, undeserved confidence.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think once he goes full Enchanter Batman, maybe. Once, mm-hmm. once he's making a bunch of stuff for himself and not gin all the time, maybe. But right now, you've got your gauntlet and your shield and your sword. And you're not even going to really use your sword anymore, it sounds like. So... Yeah, maybe tone it down a little, Corin. Uh, that yeah, that second year student in his exam must have just been like this freaking kid. <laughs> like Corin walks kinda... out and she's just like god, that freaking kid.
1: Am I the only one getting kind of uh Quoth vibes?
0: Oh, for sure. For sure, for sure. I I hadn't made that connection until you just mentioned it. Yes. Very quoth yeah, vibes.
1: Okay. But Quoth from if you if you don't know what we're talking about, Quoth from uh the King
0: Killer Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say that I think Quoth could back it up a little bit more than, than Corin has been able to so far. But definitely in the same vein. Yeah, I feel that. When are we gonna get just a sport, Luke? This is a problem we've had with a few other a few other books with magic. I want soccer, but like magically enhanced soccer. Because so far, I love the survival competition. I think that's cool. It's great that there's other like interesting elements of magic. But it's just, it's like fighting, right? Mm-hmm. It's like an MMA, but for fighting with magic. The dodgeball thing was just like kind of fighting with magic again. Give me... Where's badminton? Okay? It's just... You're not fighting each other. You're just trying to score points. Okay? And so it's about... Who's gonna get more points? Just... I'd love a sport that's just not... Just not... Beat each other up really good.
1: <laughs> I think that this is valid because the you, you could say that this little survival match is a sport. Mm-hmm. But, like... What about the people that don't want to risk their lives all the time? What are they going to do?
0: Where's the, what's the chess nerd doing? Okay. Got to get his heart rate up, but... I'd like to think that there's like some,
1: some uh, ultimate frisbee games happening on the lawn. Can you
0: imagine an enchanted frisbee for an ultimate frisbee game, Luke? <sighs> That'd be great. Give me, give me a Frisbee
1: that is not affected by windy days. And you're making millions.
0: Think of the Frisbee golf of this, Luke. Oh, God. Think of the Frisbee golf. You, sure, you're going to have a problem with cheaters. Okay. But that's every sport. Literally every sport. Okay. So we can figure that out. But an enchanted Frisbee. Maybe you have a contract with a monster that's like, hey go long ice demon (laughs) and catch this frisbee in the end zone get our team some points
1: (laughs) (laughs) the rules of this would be insanity
0: (laughs) they that's true maybe it's a simplicity thing now that you mentioned that actually it's just easier to be like "Eh, we're gonna make you just fight rather than like okay, so you can't use your summon demons to do this stuff, and you can't... Or it would
1: be, like, it would have to be different... People with different attunements would have to be, like, different positions, Mm. Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're a a shaper, you have to be... In soccer, you have to be a forward Mm -hmm. or something, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because, I don't know. Um, I will say, this leads me to one note that I was that i that i haven't mentioned yet that's also relevant for the little like survival match we've heard that shapers are the like best fighters i'm calling bs after seeing this survival match summoners are incredible
0: (laughs) i think okay my only counter to this is i think they, were, they mentioned specifically in duels, shapers are advantaged. So in like a one-on-one, because in this survival match, they're fighting monsters, not another, another attuned. And so in a duel, like in a one-on-one duel, if you can shape like a fake you somewhere else, then, you know, sure, maybe they're all attacking that one, but then you get some, you get some stabs in underneath. Oh, there you go. That's it. Game over.
1: Maybe, okay, maybe this is just because we haven't seen, we haven't seen the
0: grand display of what a really good shaper can do yet. Maybe, but I feel like Teft's whole thing wasn't that impressive because he couldn't take on four, like, freshman students. Right. And I get that he was, like, obviously not going 100% on them but they figured it out pretty quick and then your whole thing is over you just had to fight them
1: yeah okay this is this is maybe a question for for listeners are we what are we missing with the shapers what makes a good shaper way better at fighting than sarah summoning like a dragon because that seems good
0: to me it seems incredible yeah yeah dragon seems very powerful yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. So yeah, we're, we're excited to hear from you all about what we're missing about shapers and how they're not just total scrubs and everybody should be making fun of them, I guess, was the point of our podcast so far. Enchanters sound like the best. Uh, a lot of you have been saying that we're about to get some big reveal. Maybe this is it you know maybe this is the thing that people are are concerned about spoilers is like oh yeah shapers actually suck and enchanters are the coolest well we figured that one out so feel free to let us know how right we are but next week when we we're going to be finishing up the book i'm sure we'll have plenty of hot takes to go along with it
1: hopefully we'll still be done nerds